back to the Indie Basketball Podcast. Uh, this is the podcast where Indie Rock meets the NBA's finest, and today we're having a one-on-one little ISO ball conversation with Andrew Dost of Fun and Anna Anathalo. So uh, thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me. It's 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 really an honor to talk about this stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 a good time. I feel like um, I've, I I was actually suggested you from uh, Nick Thorburn. He uh, he said you would be into this. I'm so into it. I'm I'm so yeah. into Nick. He's such an awesome <laughs> dude. Like he's so great in every possible conceivable way. He is a very very unique person. He yeah. was uh he was a fun one to have on for sure. Um He actually yeah, let's, he uh, well back, I mean back to Nick briefly. He he connected me to my like LA basketball universe of like his 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 kind of basketball pickup scene and uh where I made a lot of good friends and played a lot of good hoops out in LA when I was living there. So um Nice. Grateful Are you in Michigan now? Was. I am in Michigan. Yeah, I moved back kind of mid-pandemic because we weren't really sure yeah. how long it was going to last, and so this is where I grew up. Kind of was missing it. Had a cabin that I was remodeling here, and then I thought, let's just finish the remodel and see where life takes us. And now here we are in 2022, <laughs> and uh, we've been through now two different championships. I think when we moved back, it was still bubble bubble playoffs. Yes. Yes. Oh man. Bubble playoffs were so fun. They were, they were so good. And Jimmy, like I hated Jimmy Butler until then and like fell in love with him. And now it's, so now I'm kind of rooting for them and, you know, against the Sixers. It's really, I mean, it was fun. I I enjoyed that a lot. That was really cool. That, that series, uh, that heat and Sixers series was going to look like it was going to be kind of boring with him beat out. But then he came, when he came back with the mask for last night, I'm like, Oh, this got really interesting. Yeah. It was so fun. And I love the, like, I, I don't remember him wearing a mask before, but was it that thick, like, black plastic one, or was it clear, like, Rip Hamilton It was style? the black one. It was. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, it looked so Very awesome. Batman looking. Yeah, yeah, it was sweet. <laughs> and, like, he played, I guess he played, like, maybe not amazingly, but, like, when I was watching, he had several crucial buckets and, and like, stop, like, he had a block towards the end, and, like, he, he was doing it's enough to keep him in, yeah. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Um... So yeah, so you're in Michigan. Where you said you're working on a new album. Yeah, I'm working on a an album. I've been calling it a bossa nova album, but it's not really that. It's just got like <laughs> like that was kind of what kickstarted it. Is I got really into bossa nova, and um, taught myself some chords and whatever. And I don't know. It was like the, during the pandemic, it was kind of the only thing that soothed my soul a little bit. Like putting on some like I don't know, Zhao Gilberto, and just. Ooh. listening you know the these pleasing mellow sounds and then after yeah. a while i was like i want to learn how to play this and then i was like oh i'm writing songs again like i haven't done this in years like songs don't they don't really flow that easily to me anymore mm-hmm. and so once it kind of started happening naturally it was kind of a really unusual good feeling to be like oh this is i'm writing i'm writing a song this is crazy and then yeah. that turned into a full album awesome yeah that's it's i mean too with uh you play uh, many an instrument. I feel like that can lend itself into a, a genre like bossa nova quite easily. Yeah, totally. There's there's so many different like like I think mostly it's rooted in the classical guitar, but like sure. some brass and some strings and some piano yeah. and like it, it all kind of there's an interplay there that that um hopefully has some kind of a richness. Even though like now if if you hear once you hear this album, you're gonna be like, this isn't boss enough, but what are you talking about? <laughs> but like that was where it started. That's like where a lot of kind of the melodic foundations and chordal foundations started. For sure. Yeah, it always it's gotta like um I don't know if you've ever seen the movie La La Land where I love La La uh, Land. Yeah, it's great. But and then, you know, with with John Legend's character when he talks about he's like, yeah, we're we're changing jazz. And I'm like but your band doesn't really sound like jazz anymore. Right, yeah, that's a pop band, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's straight but, up pop. Yeah, but those traditions in the background and stuff, like I wanted to For really sure. kind of like take it seriously when I was learning it, so I at least wasn't just like a, I don't know, like pretending to do something yeah. that I didn't really have any any idea about. Um, that's cool. It's very cool. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's going to be a solo record? Yeah, I'm not going to call it my name, I don't think, but I'll, I've got a couple band names that when I when I tell people what I'm thinking about, they're like, that's awful. Don't do, don't, don't call your band that please. You always so, got the list in your pocket for yeah, something. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is cool. your, what is your hat? What is the W? Oh, 
This is the Washington Senators. Cool. Okay. Uh, which is uh, actually currently the Twins, so that would go back. Okay. Harmon, the Harmon Killebrew days. Gotcha. It, I'm it also was, a huge baseball fan, so. Cool. It, it was that kind of sans serif font back then. It, it was. It was just very straightforward. I don't. Yeah. It's just like very plain, but I think it just like looks so cool. Cool. That's great. Yeah, because I'm I'm into yeah. this artist uh, Tyrell Winston, and I feel like that could almost be a Tyrell Winston hat. I think so. I think I saw a buddy of mine wear a hat, and I'm like, "Is that a senator's hat?" But it, it's more of a, a serif. Yeah, totally. It's a little thinner, and it it's has a little a taller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. That's exactly all right. We're thinking the same exact thing. Yeah. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, you got your solo uh, record you're working on. Are you also working on any fun music? No, that project is pretty out of commission. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. No. No updates on that front. Cool, cool, cool. And then I know you started um, in Anathalo, which I'm I'm in, a huge fan of. Really? By the way. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm in Chicago, so I feel like sure. Okay. There was like a bit of a local scene. I know it's in Michigan, and then moved to Chicago, yeah, where you, yeah. you kind of left the band around that time, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but very much yeah, a Midwestern I, thing for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I have a bunch of friends who kind of showed me it long ago, and cool. Wow. Yeah, definitely big Anathalo. Awesome. Fan. That's very cool. When you when you ended up joining Fun, um, how did how did you guys kind of meet? Were you just kind of is it just from playing with each other a bunch? Yeah, we had toured together. My my manager uh, at the time was Nate's manager of the format, and mm-hmm. so he wanted our kind of horn section to he wanted us to open for them, so our horn section could play with them. So I was a flugelhorn and keyboard, and so I started mm-hmm. doing some arrangements for them live on the road and then nate and i wrote a song together on that tour and we were just kind of like oh I'd, I'd like to work with that guy at some point and then so i was going then i started touring as a member of the format once i parted ways with Anathalo. and then once they kind of fell apart nate called me and jack and was just like let's let's all meet in new york and see what happens and so we all got uh nate and i got one-way tickets to new york and stayed at jack's parents house and <laughs> then kind of never left cool man yeah very cool. Um, and I know we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, how you and Nick and, and playing playing basketball and uh, talking basketball with him. Are there um, other people that in, I guess, music? Because usually when I when I find people, they usually there's like one person in kind of the band here and there that they're like, they're the basketball person because it's it's not as common. Right. Right. Nate. Are there a, Nate for fun is more of a basketball guy than I am. Like, or or at least at the time, like he, he probably still is. He's probably still more NBA obsessive than I am. Where like, I, I, I like it a lot, but I don't know. I feel like you need years of knowledge and history to really talk basketball on a comprehensive, deep level. Like, like he'll, he used to follow like Brian Colangelo and his, his dealings (laughs) and his moves and like, he was like, I've moved beyond being a fan of a player. I'm a fan of like <laughs> GM and like, this is like the moves that he makes. And like, he'll, he knows not just like what's going on, but he knows like the history of who was doing what in college and high school and their whatever. Like he goes real deep in ways sure. that like, I just don't always have the bandwidth for. So I kind of dip in and out of that, like where yeah, when playoffs are on, like, yes, I'm reading every day, constantly trying to totally. deepen, you know, my own fun, but like, he's like off season draft. He goes, he goes <laughs> far deeper than I do. Yeah. A lot of people, I feel like, you know, if they have a basketball podcast, they would consider themselves an expert, but I am definitely by no means an expert. I'm just a fan. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and both there's room for everybody. I think like totally there's, there's room for like, I don't know, like a friend of mine here that I talk basketball with that just like, he knows kind of like Giannis and LeBron and that's cool. Like, what yeah. more do you need to know? Like you got the two probably arguably the best, maybe not, but I mean, it's exciting, honestly, that they can throw Giannis out there just because like, that's like the next generation. True. Yeah. Yeah. He's like moved beyond like Kobe or whatever, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, not that anyone ever right. will move beyond Kobe, but, um, well, some people are like, they got LeBron and that's all they got, you know? <laughs> true. I mean, Space Jam. That's true. That's very true. Some people have only seen Space Jam, which uh, yeah. uh, did you like Space Jam? Uh, I like the first one. Okay, I, I enjoyed the second one. I thought it was fun. <laughs> the, the second one is like I don't I don't have any kids. Uh, 
I know my nephews were obsessed with it. Mm. So like that's, you know, obviously it's a kid's movie when it yeah. comes down to it. So totally. that's what it's for. And they're the ones who really enjoyed it, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch Uncle Drew? I did not watch <laughs> Uncle Drew. And I, <laughs> you you know what? I really need to. It's I really so need good. to. It's really it's just, fun. It's so funny to see them take like a Pepsi commercial and turn it into yeah. a movie. It, and it works. Yeah. If Well, although like I saw it pre- pre-anti-vax Kyrie and I guess it was post flat earth Kyrie but I think at the time it was still like but he's a kooky guy like we it was like saging the court Kyrie yeah 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 Yeah, which is like charming you know kind of yeah sure and now it's It's a little more I guess I can get into that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it feels a little more malevolent in retrospect but like (sighs) Kyrie is such a it's such a interesting case because he's like basketball skill like one of the most talented I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, he's like that. a savant. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I think he actually said something recently. He's like, I think I've I'm the closest to master mastering the game of basketball. <laughs> I'm like, saying that, sure. What? But like I honestly might kind of believe it based on your skill set. But yeah, he's you know, he's he's a wild dude. <laughs> I had not heard that he said that. That is such a bizarre <laughs> thing to say. You can't master yeah. the game of that's the beauty of basketball. Is uh, like basketball in nineteen seventy two was different than it is now. It was like a completely yeah. different game. Right. And that's that's when I get tired of the arguments of, you know, the, the NBA seventy five list really brought out the worst in me because people <laughs> were people were seeing a lot of uh saying a lot of bad takes and and just, you know, I, there's a guy who's like, Jamal Crawford should be on the list. And I'm like, he's good, but uh, top 75. Top of all time. Like, there's such right. a recency bias for that, too. Like, I never, I I, like, I haven't seen, like, Bob Cousy play. Like, I've seen maybe, like, a grainy highlight here and there or whatever. <laughs> but, like, or John Havlicek or whatever. You know, I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. We don't know. Sure. Um, and it's, it's funny you mentioned Bob Cousy. I don't know if you pay attention to J.J. Reddick and his podcast at all. I don't. Um, I should. I like J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick is awesome. I feel like every day he he says something that makes me more and more of a fan. But he was going at it on first take with, uh, I, f- I forget what his name is, but basically saying that like, sure, Bob Cousy. But like, like there's a, there is a difference between uh, someone's, uh, one of the guys on first take was saying Chris Paul is not one of the best point cards of all time. And big disagree there because mm. he certainly is mm-hmm. but jj reddick's takes he always comes through and i feel like he's he's good for the modern game of basketball as terms of analysts go i'll have to listen to it. i i i drive now to i teach now and so i drive into work every mm-hmm. day and i've been kind of like um wondering if i should listen to podcasts instead of just like espn radio and howard stern yeah because <laughs> yeah yeah Probably nothing. Yeah, radio's radio's tough. Been tough for me these days. Ever since I, you know, like I started listening to podcasts, it's been hard for me to stop. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get. I gotta get on. I, I gotta get into yours. I gotta get into JJ Reddick's. The yeah. only one I briefly dabbled in was um, Smart Smartless. Okay. I a couple of those. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So uh, you grew up a pa- uh, Pistons fan, then? Yeah. I did, yeah, yeah. I feel like we would have hated each other's guts uh, if this was in the '90s. Well, uh, you gotta respect as a as a Pistons fan in close proximity. There was still no way to not be a Bulls fan. Like you can't. I I just am a fan of great players in general. You you may have hated me for 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 the bad boys <laughs> or whatever, but like I wasn't old enough to know to like really know any better. Sure, so. sure. I mean, it's I I feel like a chump for like. I like Tom Brady. I like LeBron. Oh, sure. I love I love great players. I love when you know when the Patriots were about to have a perfect season. I wanted that. Like how often mm-hmm. do you get to see that kind of greatness? I love it. And you you can hate the the Warriors team from a couple of years ago, but you it was kind of exciting to oh, see them break so that Bulls fun. record. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And even better to watch LeBron come back. I want I was actually rooting for the Warriors going into that championship. I I just like that was just an unforgettable series. I I just absolutely it's so fun. Yeah, cool. Um, and that's my team. So I'm, I'm rooting for the Warriors this year. I don't know who you got, but um, I I've I've turned around. You know, I went from liking the Warriors to being way over the Warriors mm-hmm. to now. Then they had the last year. They pretty much just tanked because everyone was hurt. Right. Uh, and now they're coming back again. And I've also with Draymond Green, where I've like. I haven't in the past I like haven't liked Draymond Green, yeah, but now yeah. I'm like I'm really understanding how 
valuable he is as a player. Um, so I, I'm kind of coming around with Draymond, but then he had that that thing in this series. Yeah, I don't like that stuff. <laughs> That's I tough. I yeah, I I I generally tend to agree with the things he says, and I love like his basketball IQ, and like I love yeah. like he can he can pass and facilitate, and also plays such great. De- yeah. You know, he's awesome, but like then he'll like kick somebody in the crotch and it's just like what are you doing yeah. man come on like i'm trying to be a fan here right yeah i i totally hear you on that and um there's also you know the it's been it's been a intense playoffs you know there was um gary payton hurting, oh, hurting yeah. his elbow what a on that player and and bead getting his you know his yeah. eye socket broken and yeah. it's been intense yeah. there's been a lot of uh hard plays mm-hmm. and one thing i i noticed too is during the season, I think a lot of people were complaining. Basically, no one plays defense. But once playoffs started, oh, defense yeah. was hardcore. Seriously, it's so aggressive. It's like intense to watch because I'm just like, yeah. I want to see the free freewheeling. Like I want the All Star game. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to see <laughs> yeah, anybody right. catching an elbow in the eye socket or whatever. We're trying to get a 180 to 175 final. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday was wild. Sixers and and. Um, uh, and he, it was pretty low scoring. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it was like mm-hmm. it was. 74 I think it was 85. Yeah. 85 was the, the top score. I think for that game. Yeah, yeah, pretty wild. It's like Pistons, um, like Pistons 2004, like just holding teams to 70 points or whatever. I feel like in general we haven't seen a lot of like blowout like 120 point games. I mean mm-hmm. the Sun, the Suns, and I think Suns and Mavs yesterday was pretty high scoring. Yeah. Um, yes, I think it was. But um, I think that this round of the playoffs has really solidified like all these teams in here are good. Te- they're they're the best teams in the NBA, like clearly. Yeah, they legitimately are. And even when and they're not, like I don't I don't know how complete the Grizzlies are, but they're they've got shots. Yeah. So like they're it's just exciting. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, right now I think Celtics and uh, Bucks are are playing right now. So yeah, uh, it's a yeah. Good, what's it's going good, on there? It's a good playoffs. I have not checked the score yet, so I'm I'm kind of playing low key until until we wrap up. Do you want to know, or, or are you? I mean, I'm I'll hear it if you got it. I'll check. I'll I'll look it up right now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Talk amongst yourselves while my phone loads. Okay, it is twenty nine twenty eight in the second. Okay, it's a close one. Yeah. I feel like this that these two teams, in my opinion, are the best two teams in the league. I think if they could yeah. play in the finals, like that's what it should be. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bummed to be missing it because I I do love that series. Like yeah. Celtics just dismantling the Nets was so cool. <laughs> that that game one was uh, of the Nets series was intense. It was oh that with the ending play with yeah. uh, like the Tatum layup or whatever that was that was spectacular. Very intense. Yeah. Um, so how are you feeling about uh, Pistons in more recent years? I know it's uh, it, it was a t- it was a tough stretch for a bit. It was a tough stretch. I really like Cade. I feel like he's one of those players. Like I don't, know, I don't know. He doesn't really play like Lonzo, but I feel like he's that kind of player where it's like, okay, I can see I can see why this guy is good, and I think like yeah. he's going to get really good. I think. I hope. I totally hear that. I feel like he's one of those guys who's somehow still underrated despite being like a number mm-hmm. one pick, right. you know, like such a high pick. I feel like he'll always be like a quiet superstar. Yeah, which I'm totally fine with. I mean, that's that's yeah. like the Detroit kind of ethos in a way. <laughs> and I remember totally. like maybe I'm maybe my memory is like incorrect here, but I remember when LeBron entered the league, I don't think he felt like the second coming of Jordan or something. I think he felt more mm. like, oh, this guy's all right. He'll he'll get 19, 8, sure. and 8 or something, yeah. and he'll be pretty good. And then there was kind of this turning point when he like understood the NBA game better, where you saw him take this leap, like maybe three, four years into the league. Or actually, it was kind of after the Olympics, um, mm-hmm. where I, I felt like I could see his game just like level up, you know, exponentially or something. And I feel that we're about to get that out of Cade once he like, once it clicks for him slightly more yeah. and his body like well, maybe he, catches up to like his talent or something. Yeah. He had some injury issues too, which kind of got in the way of his, right, right. his rookie season. So, yeah, you know, he's, he's exciting to watch. I'm, I'm very curious to what the team does. It's been, 
I feel like it's been kind of a dark few years before Cade where it's like yeah. you kind of you couldn't really understand what the decisions they were making because you know there's guys like Killian Hayes who mm-hmm. I'm like I'm still not sold on mm-hmm. I don't I don't know he he could be pretty decent but he's not like to build your team around but Cade certainly is that so that's exciting yeah yeah it's cool it's just it's it's like um Detroit I think we say people you know can say what they will about Detroit or what it's been or what it will be but like the um the kind of camaraderie and hope springing eternal. I just really like love that about this. This like we're still you know we're still rooting for the Lions. The Lions haven't been good yeah. really <laughs> yeah. ever, but like we show up and we root for them and we love our team and that I I just really think that's cool. So like it is totally. It's 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 nice that like when things start to maybe f- glimmer glimmers of hope start to appear, we're we're on board already. Yeah, so that's cool. Trust me, as a as a Cubs fan, most of my life has been about all about. Oh yeah, that. totally. Yeah, you, you take what you can get for sure. Yeah, definitely. How are the Cubs um, looking this year? I haven't really been following baseball at all. Not great. I mean, they started off pretty hot. I think it, they're just kind of they surprised people a little bit, but now I think they're kind of settling into because you know all the the big trio, the big four from the World Series team, they're all gone. Sure. You know, Chris Bryant and Rizzo and all them. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's like a a light tank. Okay, sure. <laughs> I feel like sure. I feel like they're like we'll, we'll do like a year or two, and then we'll we'll try and get back in there. Cool, I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if you know you're not gonna uh, win, just coast. <laughs> just yeah. take it easy. But it, you know, going to Wrigley is always an amazing experience. Yeah, that's I love for sure. Going to Wrigley. Yeah, I've only gone I think twice, but it's just magic for sure. Sure. Um, as growing up as a Pistons fan, do you have any like kind of memories of Pistons teams that you really loved watching or I yeah I mean I the one that immediately comes to mind is I remember when we got Grant Hill his mm-hmm. I, the way I remember it is his first trip his first trip down the court ended in an alley-oop dunk and <laughs> maybe that's not quite correct but I I as a kid I just remember thinking like yeah. this guy is awesome and uh yeah, like that era. The Red Wings were also really good at the time. So so it was just like, even though maybe it wasn't the best time for Detroit sports, it really felt like it was because sure. at least the Red Wings were really good. And we had Barry Sanders around the same time. And there was uh, there, there was something to root for all the time. Yeah, um, for sure. And then I guess like being, I was in college during the championship season in 0405. Is that what it was, mm-hmm. 0405? Um, that getting on board, watching every game with my friends. Uh, that was just really special. That that was that team was yeah. that was an exciting team. It was really fun. And I kinda want a, a friend of mine from from that group just rewatched that finals against Shaq and Kobe. Mm-hmm. And he he said upon rewatching it doesn't look like the Pistons were built perfectly to take down the Giants. It it see it seems more like they were the Lakers were imploding. So yeah. I I don't really want to know that. <laughs> I, I prefer <laughs> to think of it as like you know, we played the right way and we had the right pieces and there was never a chance for anybody to beat us. But um, it was a very deep team. It was. Yeah. Even like Corliss Williamson and whatever. Yeah. Mehmet Okur, I think, was on the team still. Whatever. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember where you were for the Malice at the Palace? I do. I absolutely do. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, in in our same apartment and my brother was visiting my younger brother and he was, you know, hanging with us college kids watching the Pistons and we were all super excited. And it was really like kind of eerie and freaky because, you know, I was trying to like show my brother a good time and we were all kind of like, what is going on? What is this? This is like scary. This is weird. Um, yeah. And then we all immediately, of course, bought tickets to the next time the Pacers came to town <laughs> and we made signs and like they wouldn't let us bring in the signs because they were not. too weird and mean. But, uh, you know, Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Where were you? Was, Did you watch it? That was intense. I don't think I was watching it live, but I like, I think I saw it like that night on Sports Center, mm. and I like, I was so fascinated. And it's also that that era, like, is kind of like a, it's part of that weird lost digital era, where like, mm. every, all the formats just switched over to be digital, and like anything, any sports highlight is like awful quality because they it, all the compression is just oh, like super high interesting it was like so before like, we had that dialed in really well totally but it was and i think switched over we were experimenting with it okay. but then 
I also feel like it was early in like YouTube and I think the NBA was really trying hard to like scrub that out of existence. Whoa. Like as if like they like they felt really embarrassed by it, obviously. Sure. And like it's almost like you couldn't find a good like video of it to watch. Funny. Yeah, I, I guess I haven't tried, but that's so funny yeah. to think about. Like, yeah, but that was right at that now that turning point. Now that the documentary's out. Sure. I mean, that that was that was a really, really interesting watch. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that. Uh I actually didn't. Uh I it's on my list and I'm kind of like afraid to watch it because I've heard <laughs> I've heard that they don't look favorably upon Detroit and and the fans. So yeah, there's I'm a little um, freaked out to watch it, but I, I mean, I will. There is, there is definitely like, you know, race discussions involved and, and things like sure. that. But uh, Which, I mean, it's, all it's important re- to talk about for sure, but absolutely. But it, at the very least, it's, it's interesting to see, to finally see that in such high definition. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, I do. I, I need to watch it. I need to just bite the bullet. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I feel like we're at a good point. If you want to hop into our, our game and, and do our little musician matchup where uh, sure. I sent you a list of players. Okay. And we'll, we'll, basically how it works is we have a couple players. We'll try and come up with what represents them as a band, whether it's how they sound or how they act or the era, whatever cool. it is. Coming up with the justification is the fun part. Basically. Awesome. Love it. So we're all doing all Pistons players, and we will start with Isaiah Thomas. And we'll go back and oh, forth. Shit. You'll do okay. one, I'll do one. As a band, Isaiah Thomas. I think that Isaiah Thomas was not... And granted, I was a child, you know, watching Isaiah play. Yeah. So my memories of him are more... I think of him, I guess, in a modern mold, more of a Chris Paul type of facilitator. I don't know if that's accurate mm-hmm. at all. No, it, it totally like, is, yeah. He could play. He wasn't a great shooter, but he could kind of shoot. He was pass first, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Good defender. God, this is so hard. What band is <laughs> pass first but a good defender? Uh, he was consistent. I think of Joe Dumars more as being a consistent player. Isaiah had right. these flashes of brilliance. So in terms of flashes of brilliance... Consistent. Well, he was. Sorry, he was also among a, a a group of players who were. You know, he was in the Jordan era. He was in. You know, Reggie Miller. Like, he was among a a, a group of players who was. There were quite loud players, but I feel like he he was loud, but like he didn't quite ever surpass that that bar. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, it's tough to be in a league with Michael Jordan, and uh, yeah, right, and have a identity i guess really to that degree um yeah i don't know what it what 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 bands even exist (laughs) i only know three bands the beatles the beach boys (laughs) and weezer weezer 94 to 96 where i was going with it was basically i went with a 90s band because he's a 90s player okay okay and and what i was just saying was it was he never got quite got the attention he deserved among those, you know, other great players, mm-hmm. and he was always outshined by others, unfortunately. So I went with the band Far with Jonah Matranga. Oh, interesting. So it's like they were in that like '90s grunge, but yeah. like they were a little quieter. You know, they never quite got to that attention level. That's fascinating. Okay, yeah, I <laughs> I'm feel going, like I'm going deep with it. Maybe it's just because it's another three-letter name, but I I also think like hum or low or something yeah, could yeah. also be like they were just kind of like well although low is still making records um totally that is really fascinating far <laughs> yeah, yeah or like candle box or something right yeah totally like like candle box obviously wasn't nirvana like right you know, right like M- michael jordan's nirvana and totally. pearl jam <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah okay um, so if we're going 90s like what a, what other like spiritualized or something i don't know yeah far is good i like really uh represent i feel like they've they've kind of more 2000s and 2010s they still keep putting out some stuff right they actually just have a new record like a month ago or something yeah (laughs) true um all right how how about ben wallace 
He's he's a he's a very iconic player. I mean, he's very uh he's very strong. He's very I mean, obviously he's the afro is like literally iconography, but I feel like he is like he's a presence, obviously. He's a yeah. defensive presence. I don't my my first thought is is the Melvins. Ooh, yes. Or like Buzzcocks I mean, or something. Uh he's definitely got like a heavy sound regardless. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's strong. He's kind of industrial. Uh-huh. He's visually striking. He's like maybe the most <laughs> visually recognizable piston. Maybe he's like a nine inch nails, even. Oh, that's fascinating. Or would he be a hairband? Would he be like poison? Or something? Yeah, I mean, if you're going with that, with the afro, yeah. <laughs> Although I mean, we, don't, we don't need could. to talk too much on the fro. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he puts in the work, going to work every night. He was like kind of the identity of the Pistons, like very workmanlike and very like. I heard that he used to like after Pistons games, he would he would go to the gym and like do like. 500 bench presses or whatever like he would like have so much energy and be so charged up that he would just like yeah. still need to get it out which by the way i mean uh looks wise he has aged like fine wine i mean he's he's really embraced the gray has he i haven't and, like, seen him lately he's got like short hair now and he's got like a nice little like gray goatee going and beard cool. going he's really he's, he's aged quite well he's, he he wears the glasses nice. you know I like that. Is he got a good look? I think he's like a part owner or a full owner of like a either not a WNBA franchise, but some kind of like some kind of team. I could see that. Yeah, definitely. I think he's still pretty involved, regardless. That's pretty cool in in, in basketball stuff. Yeah, he's a he's a perfect like mentor. Other things to consider band wise, like a, a mentor for like younger players because of like the knowing knowing the amount of work it takes to make something happen. Like he's almost like a Springsteen mm-hmm. type where it's like he can Ooh. show somebody the ropes of like, this is what it takes. It takes everything. It does. You don't just drift into this. Like it, it's a life and it's a life I that like you that. don't just give up. And um, I feel like that's a mentorship that's extended beyond playing too. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, I think Springsteen too. He, like he's, he never stops being like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. He's, he's got an arm out for the younger generation. Okay. Maybe I don't know. I like <laughs> he was he was probably actually Tayshawn Prince is my favorite. Now I don't want to jump ahead into anyone you might be mentioning, but my favorite player off those teams I think was either Rip or Tayshawn. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I take it back. It was Sheed. I love Sheed. <laughs> Sheed was. I mean, she, come on, she's too fun. He's so fun. Um. Well, let's let's get into our next one then. Let's talk about Rip Hamilton. Let's indeed talk about Rip Hamilton. Or I mean Orville off, Peck. Off, I don't know. <laughs> you get the mask yeah, yeah. going. I like that. <laughs> that's that's interesting. I I I think from playstyle wise, he's kind of like he's like calculated, right? Yeah, yeah. He's very like um, kind of. He's got like a nerdy game, you know. He does, and he never stops though. Too, he runs yeah. constantly. But it's yeah, it's like very much like it's like math. Maybe it's like it's like math rock. It's like what like. American football or minus the bear or pinback or something. Yeah. Is pinback math rock? Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Math rock adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you but think about rip? You, well, you were going with all the noodly tones and I, I totally get that. Um, yeah. Skinny. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I be, because I, I mentioned nerdy be, and nerdy, but talented. And we're, I think we're on the same page. Cause like they're kind of mathy too. I went to Anamanaguchi. Oh, cool. Which is like, it's like, you know, they do like the chip tune video game stuff. Yeah. But like, they're they're so talented and yeah. like it's it's very it's it kind of transcends being just kind of you know nerdy in that sense and you, you see the the talent come through totally there's another there's <laughs> another band that that just made me think of but then it jumped out of my brain immediately <laughs> less less chip tuny oh it's pavement oh because sure. they're kind of noodly and rangy and they've got this kind of like. Although they, they, or maybe just like Stephen Malkmus in general, like a, right. him as the, um, the Rip Hamilton equivalent somehow, because <laughs> yeah. he's still going. Oh, absolutely. And Paper was going to do, they were going to do reunion shows in like Primavera or something. But, oh, uh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think they got canceled because of COVID. Maybe the, I don't know what's going on there. But yeah, when I, when I talked to Joe Plummer, he said Stephen Malkmus is also very, he's very good at basketball. Oh, is he? Of course he is. Yeah. How tall it, is that's he? That's exactly what he said. <laughs> he's like, of course he is. Right. He's freaking good at everything. Yeah. yeah he's the best. <laughs> um, 
that makes a lot of sense. Of course, he's probably yeah. like a great outside shooter, but also like is probably all elbow and like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Do you play much basketball? <laughs> uh, I, I just got back into a league recently. Um, I had been out of commission for a couple of years. It's been obviously, you know, COVID and everything. I haven't played sure. in a while, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get back into it. It's it's, it's exciting and also exhausting. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, a, it's like the, it is the best workout. It's so fun. It's, it's the so best exhausting. workout. It's, it's definitely my favorite form because you get your cardio, but it's also structured yeah totally well, yeah it's so easy like what i always tell like my girlfriend is that like i don't want to run on a treadmill like i hate it but like if there's a loose ball i will give right. everything to get that loose ball like right and if it, i, I count think stats yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah don't give me my stats on my running i don't yeah. want to see that yeah. it's more depressing right <laughs> <laughs> um all right so our next one we talked about him a little earlier grant hill grant hill I, I think of Grant Hill as elegant. He's like stately. He's he's skilled. Like on like like on NBA two K, he would I think be like straight eighties across the board. Maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe a little higher, but he's like well rounded, complete. There's nothing sure. he can't do, but there's nothing he's like really. There's no glaring at. weakness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's a band like that? I don't know. Like a pretty pretty darn good band. I mean, I where I was going with this is too. I, I'm at, it's all of that, and I'm also adding into the mix that like what you were saying earlier with kind of you saw him as a your representation of Detroit Pistons a little bit sure. growing up, and a representation of Detroit I think would be the White Stripes. Oh, I think that's so in like, line with like what I was saying. Although I would say yeah. that the White Stripes are incredible. Like, yeah, of course. Like you can't fuck with with like Icky Thump or Seven Nation Army or whatever. Yeah. I want, yeah. One of the best like guitarists of like this generation. Yeah. He's amazing. He's amazing. But yeah, but but I would say Grant Hill too, like embodies that like flashes of complete timeless brilliance, but yeah. then also gets the job done you know sure. very well most of the time. And you know, if I if I if we want to like limit it down to specifically Jack White, um I'd say he was a little bit on his own. Uh, on the Pistons a little bit. I don't know that he had too much help on those he teams. He was. Did he? Over, he didn't overlap with AI at all, did he? I think he no. was long gone by then. I would say. I think Chauncey Billups and AI definitely overlapped. Yes, I think so. Allen Houston. Allen Houston might Maybe. have been around. So Grant Hill. I always think of the really uh, kind of ugly teal turquoise yeah, jerseys. Yeah, that was the era for sure. God, what a tragedy! So, I like, so bad. I, that, and that's saying a lot because I, I can't remember many other people on the Grant Hill era Pistons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan Houston jumps to mind, but that's the only one, and I don't even know if right. that's accurate or not. That's good though. White stripes are so good. Every once in a while, Absolutely. I'll just like do a deep dive all over again and just be like, "This is unbelievably good." Jack White just dropped a new one too. Right, right. I've only heard the single, but um, same, I'm sure same. it's great. Yeah. yeah, he never misses. Um, of course. Uh, lastly, we'll do the young rook, Cade Cunningham. Oh boy! So I this may be a good opportunity. Maybe there's a newer band. Maybe there's a young band that people need to know about. I really like that band, Pup. Oh yes, I almost picked Pup. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like they're yeah I they're young. Pup. Flashes of brilliance. They might be an all time great. You don't know yet. Maybe they're going to be there. I don't know. Um, Definitely. What, did you, what were you thinking for 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 him? So I mean, uh, this is, I feel like because he is a rookie, I'm going with someone putting out who put out a debut album and as using it as an opportunity to like let people know about a band they may have never heard yeah. of, and that's a band called Mr. Goblin from Indiana. Oh, I have not heard them, Mr. Goblin. Very good album came out last week. Um, definitely has like a little bit. Uh, you ever listen to No Knife? Yeah, yeah, okay. Is a little bit like a No Knife sound. Cool. It's kind of that like like mid 2000s kind of like post hardcore elements to it a little bit cool i like that very this cool. is like re seeping into like the modern like like i feel like turnstile is another band where yes. it's like that stuff is so good and like this influence that kind of like disappeared for a minute is now back and i'm so excited i about mean it. you can see that at all levels like i mean when you look at pop music like you know olivia rodrigo going with the kind of paramore totally yeah kind of vibe uh -huh. and and it's just everything in general. Fashion goes back to totally. retro too. So I'm I'm glad uh kind of the indie music scene is doing that as well. Yeah. I like yeah, yeah I'm a big fan of uh, Turnstile and Pup. So good. 
Um, Definitely some good stuff. So wait, if we're if we're done with that, do you ever go the other way and like compare a band to to, to players? <laughs> I haven't yet. Okay, and it does seem like a challenge. But if you have one, let's let's try and let's try and do it. Um, I would like to know who who are the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I mean, who is the Beastie jump, Boys? Jumping into my mind. I wanted to immediately compare the Beastie Boys to the Bad Boys. <laughs> oh, oh, totally. Yeah, kind of revolutionary, a little rough around the edges, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. And rough around the edges, they sh- they shocked a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they had they were a was Bad Boys more of a trio or was it beyond that? Because we had Lambeer, Lambeer, Dumars. I guess that's those oh, he's three not, are the main. Well, were the Bad Boys the team or was it more like Lambeer, Rodman, and like Rick Mahorn? Was Rick Mahorn one of them? I, that's one thing I never know. It was like, whereas the bad boys, yeah, was it the team or like the people who did the intimidation? Right. I, I always thought about it as the team, but like, I don't know that you could say Isaiah Thomas was like a bad boy. Was he? I mean, you know, they all came together, but I, you know, Lambeer and Rodman are the first ones that come to mind sure. for yeah. sure. Yeah. The Lambeer, yeah. He was kind of the baddest of the boys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I feel like that's an interesting comparison. I mean, unless you wanted to go like true to like location maybe there's like a knicks player or a, that mm. would kind of fit into that john starks or something or maybe even like a because they, they were they were pretty in, intense so i don't know if there's like a, a intense knicks player mm. yeah that i can true. think of true like chris dudley <laughs> right chris dudley throwing the basketball right um but I feel like bad boys are a solid fit for that. Yeah, I like that. Especially if you're going for a group. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, for sure. Fits right in with the Pistons. Who 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 are the Splash Brothers as a as a concept? Like, I don't think the Beastie Boys are the Splash Brothers. <laughs> but like, is there? Mm. No. Uh, that's interesting, because they're flashy. They are obviously like it's pretty effortless in what they do. Yeah. Like Simon and Garfunkel, mm. <laughs> <laughs> the duo. Yeah. So, you, but now we have a, the new issue. I feel like Jordan Poole is like the third splash. So, right so that's I'm glad I'm glad we're digging into this. Is he? I I mean, so someone I saw someone say online, you can't have the Splash Brothers without a little pool. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I agree. I think like he's that good. He's so good. I think he definitely should have been in conversation for most improved player. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and think, another splash. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say on on the most improved player. I think um, John Morant, obviously amazing, but I think that award should be more for someone who exceeded expectations. I feel like we all knew Jaw was gonna play like that. He, totally, yeah. We could we could kind of see it coming. Yeah. What so is the, what like does the award like mean? The, the, that's exactly. Yeah. I feel like it's more of like a Dejounte Murray or. Okay. Uh, uh, Jordan Poole, like would have Desmond Bain, right? All would have been. I mean, he gave the award to Desmond Bain, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's like you don't do you give it to like, did did Giannis win it like a couple years ago? Because he like I, stepped up. I think he again might have. To another, yeah, exactly. Like, it seems like now they're just treating that award as like the road to MVP, a future MVP. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So mm. that's that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, you were saying something about Splash Brothers. I was going to say back to the, the 75 conversation, the 75 best. I Oh, yes. Clay getting left off of that, I thought was unfair. I think Clay is really, really good. I agree. I think uh, he's definitely like he would be like 74 or 75 to me. Okay. Uh, I think the recency bias and maybe not even bias, but he was out for two years, you know? Sure. It's kind of hard to judge, you know, say Derek Rose, like, you know, Derek Rose was incredible for three to four years. Mm. And then I don't know, you know, if he kept that up, obviously he would have been if they did the 75 list in 2011, would he be on there? I think he definitely would. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, the range of someone's career really adds to that value, I think. And he missed a lot of time. He's, He's getting back in there now, though. I think he would obviously make his case. I hope he continues to be around. I mean, he's had he's been around a long time. He's not going away. Like, yeah, 
He's yeah, he's great. He, I'm rooting for cause him. Because you just always. don't know. Sometimes people like you know they get their injury and they just are never the same again. So it, it's really yeah. it was really hard at the time to make that judgment to say, yeah, it's top seventy five. But sure, I I, under, I understand why people would want him in there because he's so freaking good. Yeah, he's got a real clean shot. I I um I'm excited about this wave of like Achilles recoveries. I feel like that's kind yeah. of exciting and cool. Like Kobe was pretty good after his Achilles injury, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it would appear that that Durant is just as brilliant as ever. I mean, he came back and was strong right away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good good news for, you know, the <laughs> surgical technology and Yeah. Why great, not? Great sports doctors out <laughs> totally. there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. What a time to <laughs> what a time to be an Achilles specialist. Right. Totally. Um well, cool, man. I mean, th- this was this was a lot of fun uh, talking some hoops and, yeah. and doing our little uh, comparisons. Yeah, yeah. What else? Uh, do you got any more? Do you got any more comparisons? <laughs> Not really. I I only had the five uh, Pistons ones going. Um, in the past, because I've this, you're actually the first Pistons fan I've had on the podcast, which is great. I've had plenty of you know Raptors and Philly fans. Oh, sure. Um, but uh, the other game, you know, if I've already done this game with someone from that team i'll do and we we can we can hop into this right now if you think is it's make a band out of nba players like assemble a band yeah oh. like who, who plays what what do they sound like oh i love this okay yeah yeah well who's the lead who's like the lead singer is there a front man or is it right. kind of like a, a it's dual. this band's whatever you want. I had okay. when I had on uh, Ryan from Man Man. He he basically he said he had Pat Beverly playing the dumpster. Cool. Uh, yeah, he got he got really weird with it. I so. like that a lot. Wow, <laughs> Pat Bev. It's a tough one. If not, it's a tough one to go off the dome. Yeah, so it no really pressure. Is. But. This, is, this is a lot. There's a lot to think. It about. takes some prep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, maybe but that, maybe for that, a future. A fun one. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, f- I feel Definitely. like I would want like Gilbert Arenas to be involved in some capacity. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Gilbert Arenas should be like the vocalist in like a hardcore band. I I wonder if he like has aspirations. I would love to to <laughs> yeah. like write a song with him. I think he's so cool. Right. Oh man! Ever since I I started indie basketball, it's like my dream is to like do some sort of player and musician collab. Oh, that'd be so cool for, for indie basketball. It'd be awesome. It's gotta happen. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, we don't have to dig too deeply into this because I know it's something that we would both want to put some more thought into, but like Sid Barrett founded, founded Pink Floyd, kind of right. left, kind of went a little cuckoo. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you could claim that Gilbert has gone cuckoo at all, but like he certainly to me represents some kind of like mystical idealism. He certainly certainly uses a lot of emojis on Instagram. Oh, I don't follow him. I should. Okay. All right. His captions are always like a whole paragraph and there's like an emoji like every other word. Sick. All right. I love he's, that. He's he's wild. Cool. I love I love Gil though. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's he he makes a lot of podcast appearances too. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's but, he seems uh, like a deep thinker. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um but all right, yeah. Let's oh, not let's not rush the, let's not rush the band. Yeah, let's not rush yeah. making a band. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but we had some solid matchups. We had some good Pistons talk for sure. Um, but thanks again for joining. Yeah, you. thank you. Great talking with you. And uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the NBA playoffs. Sounds good. Yeah, you too. Oh wait, who do you think's gonna win? I think we're gonna get a rematch of last year. We're gonna get Bucks versus Suns, and I think the Suns are gonna pull it out. I'd be all right with that. Yeah, I'd be fine. I think so too. I'd like to see Chris. I think if, if it ended up being Suns versus Celtics, I'd be cool with that. That that would be really good basketball. Either way, either way, that'd be good basketball. I agreed. I see. I like. I like the the Timberwolves and the, and the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. and as who had that series is just, was just so fun. And whoever won that series, I was going to be excited to like. I just hope they keep going, but I just they're both those teams were too young. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Grizzlies are going to be around for a long time they're gonna be good forever jaw's awesome he's mm-hmm. breaking out for sure yeah yeah, yeah. for sure I, th- I say go go sons all right cool <laughs> for sure what you. about you uh i th- i think the logical side of me thinks you're correct i think that's yeah. it i think that's exactly how it's gonna play out i also would really love to see steph drop 50 points a game for the rest of his life 
Steph and Clay, oh, 50-50 nights back to, you know, I would love for the Warriors to get it back. Um, I mean, imagine just like, like if when you look at it, like take a step back and look at it, like NBA finals, NBA finals, you know, playoffs. Then they were the second overall pick in the draft and they were the worst team in the league, you know, second worst team in the league. Yeah. And that in the next year, they're already back to NBA finals. It's pretty insane. It just speaks yeah. so highly of like what kind of talent, just rare special talent they've got. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's a good, very good chance that they knock it out of the park. That'd be cool. I mean, Suns Warriors would be a great series either way. That's like, going to be intense. Yeah. I hope, I hope we get to see that because that would be very fun. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. All right. All right, man. Well, uh, yeah, let's 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 watch the end of that uh, Celtics Bucks game. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining. So that's going to be it for another episode of the Indie Basketball Podcast. I want to thank Andrew Doss again for joining me and talking Pistons and playoffs and and just figuring out the game at the end. Uh, before I go. I want to shout out a few things. We are on Patreon. If you want to support us and, and help get half-court sessions off the ground, it's at patreon.com slash basketball. There's a lot of great perks involved. Uh, would also love if you could uh, join us over on Discord. Uh, we have a great community, and, and we have a lot of fun uh, over there. We watch playoff games together and we do a fantasy WNBA league and it's great it's a great bunch of people that I'm I'm very happy to say I've become my friends um and on the subject of Patreon I want to shout out Ellen and Eric and Scott for being supporters because you guys are on the Mount Rushmore of indie basketball and lastly I want to shout out that we still do have merch available. We have Death Cab for Curry sweatshirts and we have some Bon Iverson hats. So if you want to get those, you can find them on our Instagram page or on our Shopify page. But thank you again for listening and we'll catch you next time.